live with Dr. Mikey Provo. Cheers, Mikey. Cheers. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another Chiron Coffee. I have Dr. Mikey Provo here with me today. Um, Mikey, if you want to introduce yourself real quick. Um, yeah, my name is Dr. Mikey Provo. I um, I run my, my own little business, Provo Chiropractic in Kailua, uh, Hawaii, which is on Oahu. Um, and my practice just celebrated one year, um, but I've been practicing oh on Oahu for Congrats. years. So. Thank you. It's crazy. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't that believe is something. awesome. <laughs> you survived your first year as a business owner. I just don't know how. I keep looking back and I'm like, I don't know where these people came from that kept feeding me, but they showed up and I took care of them and it worked out great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So today, Dr. Mikey and I are going to be talking about associate trips. <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly, because <laughs> I, when I was in chiropractic school, at least for myself, I thought I was going to open up right away. And then I talked to my parents and then they were like, well, where are you going to get the money? Where are you going to open up? What are you going to do? And I'm just like, I don't know, but I want to open up. And then I talked to other docs who had associated before and they told me that it was good experience. But then I still was like, do I want to associate? Do I want to open up right away? And then I realized, no, I need to associate because I need the experience of running a business. And then just because like Cairo school doesn't really teach you the nitty gritty of actual patient communication is adjusting so nothing like that nothing no. <laughs> yeah so i associated for 10 months and i did my preceptorship in the area that i in the business that i associated as well so but yeah dr mikey also associated for a year right since you just two years year. two years two okay. years yeah yeah so we're just gonna get into it <laughs> Yeah. Also, you're not from Hawaii. You're from Nebraska. Right. <laughs> exactly. So what made you associate in Hawaii? Um, well, when I was going through school, I was always into Gonstead, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I say of course, but I was always gonna be a Gonstead chiropractor, a Gondo Gonstead chiropractor, so I knew that I wanted to work with somebody who wanted to teach. And so my old office, it was a lot of teaching of Gonstead. So I was like, I want to go and work where I'm going to be taught. That was honestly the only thing that I cared about. And so the fact that I was in Hawaii was just a huge bonus. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. Um, and then I got attached and couldn't leave. So I did. <laughs> you got attached to your patients? Um, my patients, the island, just like some of the organizations I'm a part of here. And so mm -hmm. I was just, yeah, yeah, it's a good spot to be. Um, but honestly, my motivation when I was like, cause when I was graduating, I knew I didn't want to open up right away. I thought mm -hmm. I would go like a few years and then I open up and then I got into practice and I was like maybe five, 10 years I'll associate and then I'll open up. Cause yeah. I started practicing, um, like December of 2020. 
So like I witnessed COVID COVID? and yeah. And so I was just like, (laughs) I was like, you open your own office. You might have to close for just who knows what. And that is terrifying to me. So I was like, I'll just go work for people. I will have a secure salary and I will just do what I'm going to do. I don't want the, um, yeah, I don't want to deal with that because you never know. Like we might have another lockdown, um, for same thing, something else, who knows? I don't know anymore. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to open an office at all. Um, but yeah, so when I was looking for where I wanted to work, location wasn't incredibly important to me. It was Mm -hmm. only that I wanted to do Gonstead and I wanted to be somewhere where they were going to be mentoring me. That was like Mm -hmm. the only, those were the only two things that I thought mattered. (laughs) (laughs) I got into it and realized more to it than that. Uh, But those, those are the most, I think it was, you know, if they didn't have that, then it's not going to work anyway. So, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that because now that I think about it, I definitely needed mentorship. And that's what I wanted as well. And then it had to be a Gonstead office or yeah. I, yeah. Gonstead or yeah, like yeah. business in general, there's like how to run a business, but running a chiropractic office is very different than just running a business, but mm-hmm. running a Gonstead chiropractic office is different than running a chiropractic office. So yes. like a non-Gonstead. So it's just like, there, there's really not, it's such a specific, you know, you have to really seek out that specific information or you just have to alter all the advice you get from other people. Cause it's just, it, to make it work, it's just, yeah. you gotta, it doesn't um, really apply I, to us if it's not Gonstead. Like if it's just, right. Right. Like if it's Are just you in that Gonstead business. Family? Yeah. Yeah. Are you in that Gonstead business Facebook group? I am. I actually yes. really like it. It's it's I with do Dr. <laughs> Dr. Brady Johnson, right? Yes. 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 So um, for all you students listening, if you are not in the Gonset Business Facebook group, you have to get in there because Dr. Brady do they Johnson. Let students in? I don't actually know. Do they let students in? I don't know actually. Wait, they might. Again? I don't know. Do they let students into that group? Yeah. No, I've seen some students oh. in that group. Oh, yeah. you know what? I've seen that too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, yeah, this podcast definitely. is on Spotify. Oh, he does do stuff on Spotify too. Yeah, I'm just in the group. I haven't listened to any of the podcasts yet, but just yeah, reading the, the just like reading all the things that people are talking mm-hmm. about. I'm like, holy smokes! I wish I would have had this a year ago. Um, I wish I had that, that six time. months ago when I opened yeah. my own. Yes, it's just crazy. Yes. Um, yeah, but other than the mentorship and then making sure it's a Gonset office, I think because. When I graduated, I was craving mentorship so badly that at that point, the only thing I knew was I wasn't going to be in Iowa or Wisconsin, where all the Gonset doctors are, just because of the fact that I'm like, is there anything in Iowa or Wisconsin? Like, nothing against the docs who practice there, but I was like, it's just cornfield and soybeans. And I grew up in Illinois. I'm from Nebraska. So I, yeah, that's why I don't live there anymore. (laughs) And so. I should have, if I could have told myself now almost two years back, I would have definitely said, you need a contract with your non-negotiables. And um, especially with time off, 
which some people listening to this will be like, why would you need time off? Like you're a business owner, like you need to be working all the time. But for me, I'm like, I'm not just a chiropractor. Like I, I have a life outside of chiropractic yeah. and I want to be able to give some of my time to that life as well. So yes. like the time off, especially the salary. Also, if there's any commission involved, um, am I going to get benefits? And then what else is there? Like malpractice, seminars. What the, some, some... Like what the expectations are for like hours in the office. Like if mm -hmm. I don't have patients scheduled, am I expected to stay the whole time? And if I am, am I expected to do certain things or like... I guess it wouldn't necessarily be in the contract, but just understanding what the role is between the doctor and the front desk. Like if yes. something needs to be corrected, do I go to them directly or do I have to talk to their person or mm -hmm. stuff like that? But I don't, that's not necessarily written out in the contract, but having a good understanding of it is important too. Yeah. And I think that's why for me, at least like I, I saw myself staying at that office for, a while. Like I thought for me, I'm going to stay there five, 10, 15, like maybe That's even further. Too, a woman. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about further down the road, like I want a family. But then when you take maternity mm -hmm. leave, you also have to think about my patients are Gonstead patients. They're not just yep. the conventional chiropractic patients. They need specific care. And so with that in mind too, I was like, yeah, I'm going I'm to stay here forever. And then what happened was it just, for me, my expectations weren't being met, especially since if I'm working this many hours, I want to work this many hours for my own practice. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, I just, I felt that with my career, I don't want it to just be a job. Like it is a job, but it's, I started kind of me like, this is not what I expected my life to be after graduating and we already know we got to grind but mm -hmm. why do I have to grind this much without getting my fruits are taking really long to blossom that's what that's what was yeah. happening yeah and so yeah. like what's your and take it's on kind that of, well it's <laughs> it's um hmm you can edit this out if you think you need to. They're like Gonstead is a mid, it's primarily Midwestern men, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> there's obviously lots of other people in it too, but it's primarily <laughs> Midwestern men. And like one of the ideals or just the thought is like, you're going to have to work your butt off forever to I don't know there's this idea that you just you need to suffer in practice like you need to work for five years and not make any money and then mm -hmm. then you're allowed to start making money or then you're start allowed to start doing these things yeah. and it's so like it's so toxic but it it happens in I think a lot of fields as well I mean if mm -hmm. you just look at like the medical field and what residency looks like, the way it's modeled is, Ugh. It's, it's like not, amazing. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have patient care in mind, that's for sure. Yeah. But it's like you gotta suffer, and then then you can get your payoff. But like we can suffer for five years and not then get the same payoff they get. So yeah, 
I think it's just this idea because it's so interesting to me. I have talked to so many people that have graduated within the last five years that like, it's hard to find somebody who found an associateship that was everything they wanted. They were paid appropriately. They were treated appropriately. And, um, you know, it just, that just doesn't happen. Like they, it just doesn't happen anymore. Or maybe it never happened. And a lot of older docs are sometimes like, yeah, that's how it was when I was going through it. So that's how you need to go through it. And when you look at like what you're producing for the office versus how much you're actually making, it's like, what is happening here? This doesn't make (laughs) sense. Like I understand overhead, but let's just take 50% for overhead. This is still staggering what I'm actually making. Um, I don't, I feel like I went off on a tangent there, actually. No, it's I don't okay. Know. Um, on a I love it. I love it. It's, but like, but yeah. I agree. Um, it's funny that you mentioned how it's Midwestern white men, because <laughs> another podcast for all you students that are listening, do you listen to She Slays a Day Mm-mm. by Dr. Lauren Brunswick? Mm-mm. Brunswick, what, uh, Dr. Lauren, if you ever listen to this, I'm so sorry, but you're doing it. Anyways, <laughs> she actually mentioned the same thing about how there is a notion in chiropractic of you have to suffer and grind, like you said, for the five years, and then you basically graduate up to being accepted as a real chiropractor because you suffered and you mm-hmm. literally ate ramen noodles for weeks on end without getting (laughs) any form of like appreciation by the works of your labor and I and they always say like don't fix the wheel that's not broken but the thing is it is broken just because you had a terrible associateship does not mean the next person coming through needs to also experience that because I feel for like, at least if I had, I learned, I'm not going to deny that I learned a lot from my associate trip, but I also learned a lot of what I didn't want to do. So then let's mm-hmm. say like further down the line, I hire someone. Well, I'm going to keep that in mind and I don't want them to suffer because the end game is I want them to stay a long time. So then Let's say I want to go on vacation, spend time with my family, or I need maternity leave, then they can fill in for me. And if it's another woman that I hire, then I can do the same for her. And then Mm -hmm. if it's a guy, then like, depending, like, you know, it's give and take. But Mm -hmm. the idea of you got to suffer before you're actually accepted, it's just so archaic. (laughs) It really is. But, and it, and I'm not saying that it's like unique to our industry, right? Like I think it's probably it happens in a lot of different industries, but well, I when you have an industry, in the dentist industry, the psychology industry, and then sometimes in the PT industry, because I've had friends tell me about that. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad it's not just us. So yeah, which it's almost like, well, how do we fix it then? But, but yeah, so do I think that you need to work your butt off in order to succeed? Yes. But like what you should, what should be keeping you up at night is like why their sacrum isn't moving the way you want it to move. Not 
I did all this work this week and I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay my rent next week. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's not how, those aren't the things that you should be worrying about. And like, we are like, we have a doctorate and a lot of these associates are offering $30,000 a year, $40,000 a year. And they also like the people that have this mindset, like, Oh, you kind of need to suffer. Their chiropractic degree cost a lot less than ours did. Like, if you look at what our degree costs today versus what it cost 20 years ago, like even in 20 years, it's like less than half. Um, it, it costs a quarter of a million dollars to get a chiropractic degree and you want to pay people $30,000 a year, $40,000 a year because you want them to have the motivation to do better. You can't succeed in a sympathetic state. You can't succeed if you're worried about paying your bills. Do... Like, should graduates be paid 150 just because they have a degree? I'm not saying that either. I'm saying that they need their basic <laughs> needs met and mm -hmm. then they will be able to thrive for you. And then they'll be able to, you know, go all in. But I'm always blown away that there are these docs and they're like, yeah, we're going to get you all this like, you're going to get all this experience. You're going to see all these patients, blah, blah, blah. And then you bring up salary and it's like 30 to 40 to 50. And I'm just like, bro, how many hours a week are you expecting me to work for that? Oh, mm -hmm. you want me to be in there 50 hours a week? Got it. What are you talking about? This, there are so many things I could be doing that I would be paid so much more. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Also, if I'm only seeing four patients a week, then yeah, you shouldn't be paying me very much. But if we're seeing, if you're seeing more than 50 patients a week as an associate, you should not be only making $40,000 a year. Like that's insane. It's just, doesn't, yeah. that's math does not math. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, if you're like, it's just, it's wrong. It's wrong in my opinion. And it's, it's what's, it's, I mean, our profession is dying. Like people are worried about, or I wouldn't say it's dying, but like you have how many graduates and then how many are still practicing. Mm -hmm. And then even the Gonstead technique, we're constantly talking about like, you know, this technique is going to shrink if we don't get more students coming to seminars and then doing it when they practice. It's like, well, we need to take care of people. Mm -hmm. um, like the term chiropractors eat their young is, very true and it's, it's sad it's, yeah. it's very like when sometimes I get really discouraged thinking about our profession because I'm just like why are we like this do we want to see this continue or is this just what we're gonna do mm -hmm. um but it's really easy to get like into these things but then when you but then when you look at it and you're like oh I saw even if you saw 20 people last week, if you saw 15 people last week and you made their lives better, like that's, that's a huge impact. And it can yes. be really easy to get frustrated with all the details behind it. But when you're looking at like, I'm keeping this person off of painkillers, I'm making it so this person can crawl on the ground with their grandkids. Like mm -hmm. this is what I'm actually doing. Um, and then that brings it back. Then you're like, okay, this is okay. I can keep going. It's I guess. okay. <laughs> like things will be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's, no, I but. completely agree with that. Um, because, yeah, with the math is not mathing. One of the things that I felt 
like with my associate trip, I had the mentality like that I had to suffer. So getting to the office at a certain time and then leaving at a certain time. There was one time I remember in my head where I should have been like, even my friends, they were telling me, you should not be at the office till 8 or 9 p.m. doing notes, H.J. And I I thought that was completely fine and normal because I'm like, I'm a new graduate. What do I know? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then the more that I did it, I was like, this is not it. Like, yeah. I should not. There was There was one time where I got off of work. My fiance, Jared, asked me, let's go grab dinner. And I was like, okay, but then I have to go back to the office. And I went back to the office at nine and stayed there till 1030 doing notes and marking up x-rays, which it gave me valuable knowledge and information because I was getting practice. But then this isn't like, and I'm not trying to be selfish, but the thing is like, you kind of start having, you have to start being selfish a little because you're pouring and you're pouring for this office that's not yours mm-hmm. and you're not getting the feedback and the reward that you truly expected for your efforts mm-hmm. and it's it's like disheartening and so like I only know a handful of my friends who have associate trips where I'm just like wow like that's amazing I'm happy for you because yeah. there has to be associates for offices mm-hmm. to grow but yeah. then with our profession more so than not chiropractors eat their young and then those young go out a little scathed and beat up to open their own yeah which so at the end of the day like for me like after I left my associate trip I I interviewed at 10 other offices thinking like I need stability mm-hmm. but then finally at the end of the day, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I can't work for another person, especially if they're not Gonstead, Mm -hmm. even though the other offices were offering more salary and a 401k benefits and all of that, because Gonstead is so niche that if you're not in an office that does it, then you're basically on your own and you, it's, it's, it's sympathetic state fight or flight. You better fight and yeah. you're in an ocean where you're drowning with sharks and tornadoes going all around you and you better figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then of course going back to the patients like I think it's the patients for me at least that ground me because of the fact that when they tell me exciting news like the other night I had a mom her, her 2-year-old son got adjusted for the first time and he screamed bloody murder the whole time. <laughs> but went home and she texted me, he had the biggest shit of his life. Thank you so oh, much. I saw that. <laughs> so yes. it's, it's like, you kind of, I feel like it's it's a scenario where you do have to pick your battles, but it is unfortunate. Like Dr. Claudia Onrick, she called me after I left my associate trip to check up on me because one of my friends gave her my number. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't understand why all the young are in the middle and the or the adults, the moms and dads are around and they're shooting into the ring of our little babies. And I'm like, it does feel like that, Dr. Claudia. And she was like, well, eventually something's going to change and it'll get better. And I was like, I hope so, because I never thought I'd be a part of the statistic. So Yeah. Yeah. It's just. 
Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Um, but also when you graduate, <laughs> you have this idea that people are good. <laughs> like, and so you don't assume bad things. And then when it comes to contracts, I don't know, maybe this was just me. When it comes to contracts, you don't feel like you can say anything. You're like, this is their contract. I just got to sign it or don't sign it. Like, mm -hmm. I can't have a discussion, like even asking questions about a contract. So, oh my gosh, I had, so I, I had interviewed at other places and I had seen mm -hmm. contracts at other places and <laughs> contract that they, so again, doctorate degree, they were paying $30,000 a year. And day one of employment, they were like, well, the contract, it had changed slightly. But at one point, what it had said was you need to pay $10,000 on your day one so we can train you. And then they changed it to where it's like, no, you just need to pay a percentage of it into a bond. That way you don't quit and like take all of our trade secrets. And at the time I was like, well, at the time I was like, okay, I'm not paying to work anywhere. Like I knew that. And at yeah. the time I was like, okay, but the question I should have been asking or saying is like, if you think that I'm just going to leave, I'm not a good hire. And if you don't want me to just take your information and leave and do that, then you need to treat me well. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the solution there. Um, yeah. And like their justification is they had been burned by associates in the past. And I'm not saying that associates haven't burned them in the past. That very well may be true. Yeah. However, <laughs> to pay a fee to be hired for a job that is $30,000 a year, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> it's just, that's so ludicrous. And they, yeah. Um, yeah. And they thought I was ridiculous. Like, I remember when I was interviewing, I had made a list of like my needs, likes, and wants, mm -hmm. and it was a very small list, but like one of my needs, I put that I want $3,000 a month, which is 36 a year. It's not much. Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't do that. <laughs> Why don't that. we do that? I don't know. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, so it's just... But honestly, the best thing that you can do to really figure out what your needs are and to have them in a contract, in my opinion, and this is this is what I did in school and mm -hmm. it helped me like I still didn't know enough, but I shadowed a ton of offices. Yes. Like I saw mm -hmm. how things were ran. I saw and like you need to see like what is the adjusting space you're going to be in. Is it just mm -hmm. an adjusting room? Like, do you have an exam room? Do you have your own office? A lot of times you don't have your own office. Okay, so where would I set up a computer and be working? Um, do I yeah. have my own space for that? Or will it be like at the front desk? Or am I just laying on my pelvic bench doing those things? Um, mm -hmm. It just kind of, you know, that's important information to keep in mind. Like, am I scheduling my own patients? How do we schedule patients? Like, how often do we schedule patients? Also, what kind of demographic is the office seeing? Mm -hmm. And realizing, like, do you have a preference? Because you might not realize you have a preference until you get into it, and that's fine. Yeah. But if you're a cash office 
and your prices are like significantly higher than surrounding chiropractic offices, so you don't take insurance and your cash price is higher, you're going to be seeing like upper middle, upper middle and middle, upper class. So are you okay with like, those are the only types of patients seeing, or are you somebody that wants to see the entire community? Um, like those things are important as well, like cash versus insurance, you know, there's definitely so many pros to being a cash office. I don't disagree with that, but like for where I live, cost of living is crazy high and most people have insurance, health insurance, because, um, I think if you're even only working like 20, 25 hours a week, your employment has to give you insurance here. So most people have health insurance here. Cost of living is high. And a lot of times those insurances do cover chiropractic. So Mm -hmm. if you have insurance and the office doesn't take it, you're probably not going to go because you just can't, you literally can't afford it. It's not like you can come in at a few hundred dollars a month if on a wellness plan, right? If you're paying out of pocket for that. So it depends on the demographics. Like I've seen offices in Nebraska or I've seen offices in Georgia. I've seen lots of offices that are cash and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense for this. Like the payout for insurance is very, very low. The quality of, you know, the quality of patient, honestly, it's not great. So cash does make sense. But again, if you're going to have high prices, you need to know you're only going to be serving a certain type of person and people will absolutely stop coming in because of money. Um, there, there's building the value, but there's a limit to building value. So, um, like, again, if your basic needs aren't being met, you're not going to seek out chiropractic care, right? Like, it's just, yes, <laughs> you got exactly. to So, um, what was the question? What were we talking <laughs> I got to go back, but. I like that. Whatever I asked and that answer, I like, um, because <laughs> no, it was about your needs being met and like shadowing oh, yes. other offices to see how they're, yes. they're functioning. Um, to piggyback off of that, if you are going to associate right after, after school, I think, especially with preceptorship as well, like if you're going to associate somewhere, you should preceptor where you're going to be associating because then during the preceptorship, it gives you time to know the community. Because I did a mm-hmm. lot of networking during my preceptorship. And then that's when, nice. when I started my associateship. And after I got licensed, it's funny, I got my first patient in, like, they were scheduled for a day two that first week that I got licensed. And I was like, okay, perfect. Um, anyways, <laughs> but then also, if you're going to associate somewhere and you already plan on opening your own, like some contracts, they have a non-compete. If the, I'm sorry, if there are non-competes that are 50 mile radiuses, like why? Most non-competes are, they don't hold up. <laughs> yeah. Like they just don't and, hold up. Yeah. And um, um, like if a 10 mile, I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. Cause it's just 10 miles. But I. Not when you're on an island. <laughs> okay. 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 True. When you're when on you're, an island, that's the whole when island. You're on the mainland. <laughs> like the yeah. U.S. Of A in Midwest America. Hey, like, we're USA here. Hey. Okay, hey. whatever. Like you guys hey. are like the, the redheaded stepchild <laughs> that no one bothers <laughs> other than perfect Um Reasonable. but like uh, like if if you're gonna associate and you wanna open up later on, I highly recommend associating 
where you want to actually end up permanently. Because even if there is a non-compete and it's a fair non-compete, and I say fair because of the fact that there's chiropractors on every single freaking corner Mm -hmm. in, like, basically every state. And the There's only two across is, the street from my office. I can see like yeah. one there and one there. And I'm like, hi. There's one literally two minutes down the road. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's been in practice for a a long time. Like he he's the one that I refer for PI cases because I don't deal with PI. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. I understand yes. that. That's reasonable. It's yeah. I mean, sometimes the thing is you can do so much work and then actually never get paid. So that's why exactly, it's like, exactly. Uh, um, so like if you're a student find and you're gonna associate preceptor where you're gonna associate and then open up where you permanently know like you may not know but the thing is like at least have an idea of where you actually want to end up so then associateship is there yep um mm-hmm. but then it's hard because if you're gonstead you kind of got you have a very small group to choose from of where you're actually going to end up. Um, yeah, that's true. Although, like, I mean, there are Gonstead opportunities all over the country at this point, you know? Like, there are, like, yeah. are they quality? I don't know. But they're there. <laughs> they're out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly don't... The thing, I guess the biggest problem I have with a lot of the associateships is it's just not honest and upfront about like, this is what our priorities are. This is what you're going to be paid. This is what you're expected to be doing. Um, this is a benefit, but this is something that, you know, if we ask you to do this, this is what you're going to have to do. Um, and I feel like, I feel like a good associateship. Okay. Any, anyone who you work for, they're going to be doing what's best for themselves in their office. Like if I work for somebody who's an owner they're going to do whatever's best for them in their office. But what's best for them in their office might also align with what I want, what's best for me. And so if those overlap, mm-hmm. then it can be a good associateship and that can be great. Yes. The problem is when either side is dishonest about what they're doing um, and what their expectations are and what they will be producing. So if you have an associate who's like, yeah, I'm going to be in the office 50 hours a week, I'm going to be going out finding all these new patients and then they show up and they don't like, that's where it's a problem. Or Mm -hmm. if you have an owner, that's like, you're going to have unlimited PTO, which doesn't exist in chiropractic, but there are places, there are jobs where unlimited PTO is a thing. And I think that's awesome. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, so you're going to have, you know, you're going to do this. You're, you're going to work 40 hours a week, blah, blah, blah. And then you get there and, it's different. That's when it becomes a problem. Like if you're honest and upfront, like this is what's going on. This is where it is. You know, this is why it's going to be tough or you don't even need to say it like that, but it's just like, everybody needs to be on the same page. And I feel like when you first graduate, you're like terrified to ask questions. Like you're just so excited to have a job offer. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to ask those kinds of questions. You don't want to seem like you're, you don't want to seem greedy, yeah. <laughs> which is funny. You don't want to seem like, grateful for the opportunity. Yes. Yes. Which we're grateful for the opportunity, but we're also still people. And so like if our needs aren't being met, we're not going to be able to meet their expectations very well either. So um yeah. And, and yeah, so I, I did my internship like in Atlanta, Georgia, 
so like I went to life in Atlanta. <clears throat> so I did my associateship or my uh, preceptor there. And then I came and did my associateship, but I was joining a practice that was like, they didn't have enough doctors. So I got there and I was adjusting like crazy because they just, they needed people when I was hired. So if you go and work for those offices, you're, you're going to get a lot of experience, which is always nice. But, um, but yeah. And the thing is the connections that I was building when I was working at, um, my old office, when I did open my new office, most of my referrals were people that like, like sometimes it was friends, sometimes it was friends of friends. Um, sometimes like, so like I volunteer a lot, like I've gotten a lot of patients through that, but like my old office, you know, they would want me to go and do volunteer activities in order to bring new patients in. Like it, they wanted it to be that transactional. Like I show up volunteer, I get a new patient, blah, blah, blah. And I was always like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get new patients. <laughs> I was never like advertising my old office. I was always just showing up and doing work because that's what I enjoyed doing. And then mm -hmm. so by the time that I opened my office, I had my grand opening, like so many of the people from that organization were there and supported me. And then a lot oh of them gosh, made appointments. Wow. And so it's just like once it was my practice and like they just, they supported that. And so it's like the relationships I had been building at my old office, they were way more interested in supporting Provo chiropractic because they were, because they got to know me. Um, and yeah. so once I was on my own, they were like, yeah, like we'll send you people. And so I think back to last year all the time. Cause I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing. And somehow I paid all my bills. <laughs> somehow I sustained myself in a business. <laughs> like, in the first year, that doesn't happen, generally speaking. So, but it honestly, it was because of the connections I had made, like networking, something I had learned, like networking is like farming. It's not like hunting. And so being able to build that up while you're like preceptoring or interning, that's huge. Like that cannot be overstated. And yeah. it's just like a marketing concept. Sometimes it takes people 17 times seeing a product before they want to buy and so sometimes it'll take somebody 17 times seeing you and maybe every time they see you, they're like, oh, I need to come in and see you. My back hurts. Maybe that'll take 17 times. But then when they do come in and see you and you help them, they're like, holy smokes, why did it take me so long? And then they tell everyone they've ever met. Mm -hmm. Like I have a patient. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but like last week she finally came in. We found out that her insurance wasn't covering. So I was like, ah, she's probably not going to come in. She came in first adjustment. Mm -hmm. She felt better. And I'm like, all right, usually you feel sore, but I'm happy you felt better. So she, <laughs> she bought like a huge package of adjustments. She referred her sister in. She referred her son in and she's told like all of her neighbors no and a lot of like, and so she's like, Hey, I sent you this person. This person's probably going to uh, schedule with you. I sent them your website, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, where have you been all my life? I love you so much. Um, but that's the thing is like getting people in the door is one thing with the Gonstead technique, you're going to turn that into internal referrals. So like, if you can find a way to get people in, that's yes. great. But then like, just by, doing good work, they are going to tell everyone they know. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, networking, I think is huge. It's being in the community that you are taking care of. So like while you're preceptoring, while you're associating, like 
And, and when you're on social media, you don't have to just promote your own name. Like, you know, you're, yeah. you know, you're HJ, like I'm Mikey, like promote that name. And you can promote that name the whole time that you are practicing and you can be promoting your office, but you're promoting your name. That way, when you start your practice, yeah. that name still has, you know, that's what it is. Like, um, yeah, my buddy Blake, you know, Blake Freed, he does a great yeah. job with that. He's always posting really great videos and he's posting oh, he's so them funny. in. He is funny. He's such a hoot. I love Blake. But like he posts really great videos and they're in his office. So he's promoting his office, but it's under Dr. Blake Freed. So if he stays there, mm -hmm. he's going to do well. But if he moves and does something else, it's not going to matter because it's it's under his name. And so that's yeah. super important, too. Um, yeah, I don't remember what they, I'm, I like, I just, um, I just keep going on tangents. So <laughs> okay, Mikey, they're great tangents. I love Just direct <laughs> me which way you want me to go. <laughs> okay. I will. But, um, <laughs> no, the being, I think the difference with like when you said being in the community versus being a part of the community, like mm -hmm. when you're in it, people know you. They, mm -hmm. they, they know the smallest things about you. Like, yep. Like, oh, you're from Macomb, Illinois, where Western Illinois University is versus, mm -hmm. oh, where are you from again? Like, why are you here? Like, yeah. Um, cause so the one thing I will say about networking is you really figure out who your people are during that time. Yes. Because mm -hmm. when I started networking, I had all these insurance people like, oh, it's fresh meat. Like she's a doctor. Like, do you need insurance for your office? Do you need insurance mm -hmm. for yourself? And I'm like, ha, 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 I'm an associate. Like we're a cash-based office. No, yep. I also yep. already have insurance, so I don't need it. And yep. like, there's only one guy I will refer for anyone who actually needs insurance, but everyone else, like he was the one that still treated me fairly, even after like, I'm, I'm good on the insurance, but everyone else is like, mm -hmm. like, you don't matter anymore. Like you're, you're not buying my did services. You do so like, with the networking, you definitely, did I you do did B &I? not do BNI, but oh, okay. I did. Wait. Okay. You're there's good. A, Wait, hold on. There's okay, a lag. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. You kind of lagged a little. Um, I didn't do BNI. I did, uh, AM spirit, which is. I'm pretty sure the guy who made AM Spirit, he was a part of BNI and then he branched off and did his own thing. So then he made his own networking thing. But gotcha. I joined other small networking groups that mm -hmm. were not big, like corporate, like all across mm -hmm. the United States type yep, of deal. Yep. Um, yep. And I felt that was more personable, but then there are still those people there that want that transactional relationship of, oh, you use my service and then I'll come get chiropractic care. And I'm just like, well, that's not how I work because for me, I want that relationship. I need to trust yep. you and then I'll use your product. And that yep. is also for that other person in front of me. Cause like, if I don't even know you, why would I buy what you're selling? Um, yeah. Yep. And so being a part and like going out there with a giving heart versus a, I'm on the hunt. Who's my next mm -hmm. patient? Yeah. There is yeah. a difference and people sniff that out very quick because 
Yes. When I was first in practice, I was so desperate to get new patients to your door because there was a lot of pressure. Yeah. Which pressure is yeah. good, but I I had such terrible um what is it called uh when you want to be imposter like someone else. Syndrome. Yes, thank you. I had such terrible imposter syndrome because I do. felt that I had we to be so normal. <laughs> and like so, I had to act some type of way because it was always in my ear of like you're representing this office, you're representing me. Like if like X, Y, and Z, and like. Pressure is good. Like I, I freaking mm-hmm. I'm Asian. Like I grew up with tiny parents. <laughs> like I'm used to it. But yes. now it's yes. like the real of if I don't get patients in, I ain't gonna eat. Yeah. And then yep. even though I had a salary that still was, so I'm just gonna put it out there. Like I didn't have a contract. So if you people are associating, you really need a contract because I regret not having a contract. And pushing still blows my mind. You didn't have a contract. <laughs> yeah. um, which, like, at the end of the day, just... it really helped me out when I did decide that I needed to leave and open my own. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to You, if it's with money, like your needs, your non-negotiables, you you got to have a contract. And what you said about like being scared, like I wish I wasn't scared when I graduated. But then, of course, like we don't know what we don't know. But yeah. It's even when I was asking questions of whether it being a W-2 or an IC, I started figuring out the differences and I was like, oh, well, maybe I want an IC, mm-hmm. but then it just it didn't work out that way. You need to read every line of the contract. You need to have, I also have a chiropractor who has hired associates that I trusted. I had her read a contract and then I had somebody who reads contracts regularly that wasn't in the chiropractic field also read my contract. Mm-hmm. The thing that I wish I would have done though, is there were like, they had their contract, they gave it to me and they're going through it with me. And they're like, these are the expectations. But there was a sheet that was like, this is what your expectation is. He's like, yeah, it says this, but we don't really hold that up. What I should have said then was, okay, cool. Let's take it out of the contract then. Oh, Cause it's yeah. like, they would say like, yeah, you're going to sign this, but I never hold people to this. And that doesn't matter. Take it out of the contract. Then mm-hmm. if you're not going to have this expectation, it shouldn't be in the contract. Um, yes. <laughs> because it was, and it was something and it, it didn't get held up, but it was just like, you're expected to do this many marketing things. You're expected to bring in so many new patients every month. And, um, and he's like, yeah, I don't hold that up. And I'm like, cool, then let's just get it out. Like now I'm like, it shouldn't be in there then. Um, so yeah, having a contract is super important. Having a chiropractor read it that looked at contracts as well as a non-chiropractor read it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, in your case, not having your contract, it did work out for you in the long run. Um, but you also weren't getting paid the way that you were supposed to be. So it's like, <laughs> which was, is which? It's like, it's like I, honestly, I would rather take the no contract versus not being paid. At this paid point, yeah. At this point, it worked out much better for you. But yeah. um, that's scary. Scary. Yeah, um, it, it was scary. And there will be doctors out there that I was told once of, like, you better be careful if you hire an associate like this was a this was a very this was a um excuse me he was a seasoned doc he's been in practice for a while now and he said yeah you got to watch out for associates and this was from someone else's mouth of he said 
you have to watch out for associates because of the fact that they're going to think that they're building your practice up when you're the one that built it up first. But it's like, why would you even have that mindset? Because then when you yeah. say that, you're literally putting it out into the universe for you to attract an associate that I'm like, there are shitty associates out there. And so, Absolutely. of course, those, yeah, those get yeah. fired. We graduated with would, a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why would you put that out there yeah. to then, yeah. like, what you put out, you're going to eventually get back. And yeah. so, like, and for me, and I was they, like, like, I don't think that way. Like, I know you built this office. Like, you built it mm-hmm. with blood, sweat, and tears and your time away from your family don't put me in this group of people that aren't grateful for like the opportunity she just received because Mm -hmm. like for me, I went out there, got my own patients because like I needed those patients to fulfill my obligatory requirements for the office. But I never had the intention of, in my mind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm building this practice the other person's practice and it's because of me like no Mm -hmm. I'm building my own practice because I'm in the community meeting people making relationships and you know like I feel like associates associateships also there's this time crunch of you better get that patient in or you're a failure (laughs) and yes Mm -hmm. but the thing is the the most common objection is always going to be money and time most of the time it's going to be because of time of oh how far are you how long is it going to take because i feel Mm -hmm. like with money if they truly care about the product like they are going to find a way to pay Mm -hmm. you because i take Mm -hmm. care of a lot of um younger like people in their 21 22 and they're working factory jobs and they're still coming in getting adjusted paying me cash for their adjustment and so it's more of the fact of the main constraint i found is time and maybe it's just not the right time but like don't put it in that associate's head of if they don't come in right away, you didn't do that hard sell. So you suck. (laughs) You didn't build the value. That's why they didn't buy. And it's like, I'm sorry, but this care plan is literally more than what I currently have in my bank account. So I understand why they can't get it either. Um, Yeah. So, um, but no, like I want to off of that, like, because you introduced me to Dr. Cox at the last <laughs> Gonstead seminar. Yeah. And I've been getting adjusted by him. So it's like, for me, I feel, I feel that because you got to practice what you preach. And mm-hmm. so for me, because I drive 30 minutes to go get adjusted by him and I also pay him cash as well. I mm-hmm. subconsciously, I think my patients know that, that I'm doing what I'm telling them to do too. So, I'm so lucky to get adjusted by him regularly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he is an amazing doctor. Like, yeah, like he, he really he's is. Been, he's given me so much advice on opening up, like, technique-wise. Girl, my pelvic bench pulls. It's changed. I know, like, yeah. the, sh- the Schwans, the Tyler Schwans and his dad, like, Dr. Mm-hmm. Tyler Schwans and Dr. John Schwans, they did a workshop at life when I was in school they mm-hmm. changed my whole life with really? those poles um which of course it's like morphed over the years a little bit but like I'll never yeah. forget like I didn't I never understood poles conceptually until they're like I don't know it's amazing but yes yes those little nuggets 
But that's awesome. I mean, getting adjusted by him because you're like sitting there and you guys are chatting. So you're getting your spine taken care of as well as you're like, this is what I'm dealing with this week. And he's like, oh, maybe try that. Keeping yeah. in mind that like when he built up his practice, it's a different decade than when you're building up your practice. So there's mm-hmm. like, there's good nuggets, but there's also differences, yes. but yeah. that's valuable as heck. That's awesome. Yes. One thing I wanted, I wanted to go back to something we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So the, like when people can tell that if you're just like very transactional, like you need to give to receive type thing. So like, I mean, I feel like that's one thing that I've done decently well. So like I go to this climbing gym that's around the corner from my office and I love the gym and I'm there all the time and I'm always posting that I'm there And then I got to know them and they're like, yeah, if you ever want to do something here. So once I had like a table at the gym on a Saturday, got a few patients that way. And then there were employees started to coming and getting adjusted by me and the owners. I got to know them really well. And then I was able to host like a climb night at their gym, like for my patients. And they're for free. Like I could have like 50 people there climbing which if you price that out, that's a few grand. And they're like, yeah, we'll just like the gym will close at six. You guys can have the area. And I'm so like, I did like, I did a little talk about my office. Like I didn't make it super salesy. I kind of packaged it as a patient appreciation night and Mm -hmm. people could invite and it helped the gym because people got to try it and then they made connections, but it helped me out a ton. Um, just because it was a really cool event for one. It was super fun. People loved it. Like it got the community mm-hmm. together, which was also like, that's part of my mission in my office. Um, but like, it would have been really obvious if I just walked in and I was like, Hey, you know, I want my patients to have this. a deal. And so now we're working to like, I give my patients folders. And so I'm like talking with other small businesses. Like I want to promote your business. Like, do you have something I can put in this folder to give them? And so then it's like, okay, yeah, give them a 10% off thing. So then my patients get a little bit of a benefit. They're being advertised to. So like there's a juice place right around the corner. Like I've done that with them. And so that those kinds of connections are so important, but when they work really well, you show up trying to serve, you show up trying to be like, I want to promote your business mm-hmm. and it can start small. You can start by just liking everything that they post on Instagram and commenting on it because you and I both know <laughs> when people like and comment on your Instagram, it makes your whole day. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you're just like I'm putting all of this time in my content I don't even know if people are looking at it but like yeah you know the people that are liking every single thing you post and you're just like I love you thank you so much for doing this so you can start by doing that but like it's and then and then silent auctions like when people are looking for things with silent auctions give away a new patient package they're gonna love yeah. your adjustment and then keep coming back anyway and mm-hmm. so like I can't tell you how many places I've donated that um And that's something, it's another thing. Like last week I was a, um, I was a middle school science fair judge. It was so much fun, (laughs) but, but it's one of those things where like they posted that they needed science fair judges. And I was like, um, it was so much fun, but getting out there in the community, did I Mm -hmm. automatically get a new patient out of it? No, but I made a connection and they're like, do you want to do a career day? And I'm like, of course I want to do career day. I love career days. And Mm -hmm. When I do career days, a lot of times the teachers come in and see me. So it's just like, you need to, 
if your idea is like, I'm going to just give, because especially when you start your practice, generally speaking, you start your practice, you have more time, you have little money. So your marketing needs to be your time. And then when you get busier, then if you want to do marketing, it you may pay for it because you don't have the time to do it anymore. Um, yes. And people can see through that if you're very transactional, if you're like, I'll do this if you do this for me. But if you just show up and you're like, no, I'm going to I'm going to help out here. I'm going to donate this. I want to promote your business. I like what you guys are doing and I want to tell my patients about it like that is how you get into the community. Did you read Are You the Doctor, Doctor? Oh my gosh, I love Are You the Doctor, Doctor by Fred Barge. Everybody Every needs to read that. Needs to read that book before they graduate. It's so important. It's like, it's vitally important. Like, just you need to, the who you represent in the community is important. Like, you need to be mm-hmm. that kind of person. Like, I remember I was, I think I was shadowing an office once, and it was a small town in the Midwest. So it's like everybody knows everybody. And like we were at the bar and they were loud and inappropriate. And I'm like, why are you like this? Everybody knows what you do. Everybody knows that you have an office. Like you are making yourself look super bad right now. And I was so embarrassed. And I was just shadowing them. Like I didn't even work for them. I was just like, this is a tiny, tiny town. Everyone in this room knows you. Um, so um it's like how you are in the community matters like it absolutely matters yes um so so much no like so i think there was this i I feel like there's this notion like when you're a doctor you can't have fun because you should be acting a certain way as well Mm-hmm. And when you're associating, and if the other doctor is really emphasizing that you represent the office, like, you can still have fun, just be yourself, but don't be your alter ego that is the worst version of yourself. Don't be feral in public. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like, save and that for home if you're going to be, but also literally. just don't. It'll make your life easier if you don't. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, like... I I have I made a couple patients at the bar because Jared and I when we go out to eat for dinner and if there's a bar we like sitting at the bar I like huh? having my uh vodka martini or bar. Jared likes having his beer and then there's one guy who was sitting next to me and he has been with me for over a year now and nice. he's my makeup guy and he's awesome and I freaking love him and I love that we literally bonded over beers and he was like, and Martini's, he's like, what do you do? I was like, I'm a chiropractor. He's like, I need a chiropractor. I was like, wait, what? Literally, like, within that instant, he's like, yeah, he was like, and I was like, I need meal prep. And he, he made the appointment the week later. He's like, I'm coming in. I really need one. And then, but that was, it's like natural. Like, it's not, oh, I'm a chiropractor. Like, and then you go into the normal complete cycle or tell them about subluxation. Like people don't want to hear about that when you're out in the community. They just want to get to know you. Yep. And so then of course, then he referred his co-parent and then his two kids. And I'm just, it's just, it's just a chain reaction of when you are coming from a place of giving and you truly just care about the people mm-hmm. in front of you. Oh my yeah. gosh. There's, 
it's just amazing what can happen. Like my chiropractic coffee on Instagram, the candles. Um, I don't know if you saw my recent one, but sh- I went to I posted a mom group in the mom's group of like I want to promote a small business. I need candles, especially non toxic ones, because before I was burning Bath and Body Works candles, and I was like, this is oh bad. my gosh, <laughs> that killed brain cells. <laughs> I literally killed brain cells. I killed my brain cells. <laughs> and, oh man. And so they, all recommended me this one shop so I went in at the end of the week and then she followed me on Instagram and she's like I love your chiropractic coffees I want to help promote your small business I was like oh my gosh thank you and she was like no we just got to help each other out then she's giving me the employee discount too and like and then she asked for an appointment like it's not the right time yet but am I going to stop using her candles no because they're freaking fantastic it's not a yeah yeah so as long nice. as you come from a place of giving and you're not butthurt because someone doesn't come in, yeah, like you're going to be fine. Like, yes, yes. Don't take it offensively. And it's also, well, you'll also get a lot more used to it the more it happens, the more that people <laughs> like kind of shut you down. But yeah. when you're just like hanging out, like I don't try to sell anyone on it. Usually it's the people around me. They're like, she's a chiropractor. You should go to her. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, can we just like chill? Like your um, but yeah, exactly. Because then people will be like, "Will you just me right now?" And I'm like, "No." Um, I'm like, "Well, I'll adjust your wrist." Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know. But yeah, it's your heart is so obvious. It's so clear when you have good and bad intentions. And I feel like depending on where you are, it's different because like you're Chicago, and so the way that you communicate with patients is one way. The way that I have to communicate with patients is a certain way as well. People on this yeah. island can see through bullshit, like, very easily. Like, they know yes. if you are a pandemic mover and you're just here enjoying the island and then you're going to get out. Like, they know that. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many, like, Silicon Valley people, like, during the pandemic, they're like, I'm going to go work from home in Hawaii. And then they just come here and they just use up all our resources. They're not paying taxes here because they are working from home somewhere else. So they're not benefiting the island. So it's just like... People see through that. But, like, I showed up here to help and, like, to, you know, heal people in a natural way. Um, and it's obvious, right? Um, yeah. Side note, I need to go in, like, five minutes because I do have a patient coming in. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, but, yeah, people can see through that. Always have a good heart. We should do another one of these, though. I feel like we only scratch the surface with certain Oh, topics. yes, I love that. And, honestly, we can end it here because... I, it's a good way to end it of like, you need to come from the heart or you're not going to make authentic relationships. People want, people want to refer to people that they like, know, and trust. And if you're yes. not that type of person, you, you, that's why you're not getting patients in the door with referrals. Yes. Um, and yes. even if you're smart, starting out small, you can still get internal referrals. You just yes. gotta come from a place of giving. Cause when you take care of them, they're going to take care of you and they just yes. want to like you keep on giving, they're going to want to keep on giving. So absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. We got to do another one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like we went on so many tangents that we probably didn't even get to where we were supposed to go, but it was no, fun. It's though. okay. It's okay. <laughs> but thank you, Dr. Mikey, for being on the Chiropractic Coffee podcast. I appreciate you so much with the time difference and everything. So Yes, but absolutely. Have fun with your fun. patient. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm excited. And then we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening in.